Welcome back to Organize with Grace podcast. Do you feel like you're always struggling to get it together? Do you feel like you're burning the candle at both ends, feeling completely disorganized in your home and life, that it's starting to affect you mentally and emotionally? Well, you've come to the right place if you need encouragement, easy and simple organization tips, or you just want to know that you're not alone in this season of life. Hi, I'm Grace Herman, your fellow working mom and professional organizer. I believe in you, friend. You can get it together. Now let's get organized. Hey there, friend. It is nice to be with you again for another episode of Organize with Grace. I am Grace Ramon, your host of this podcast. And here we are in episode 58. And I titled this Three Simple Actions I Am Taking to Care for My Mental Health and How You Can Too. And if you look back on episode 57, it's where I talked about my own mental health struggles. And it was quite a vulnerable episode. And I really hesitated to share it. Um, But I'm glad I did because I believe it's time to shed light, more light into focusing on mental health, especially in this month of mental health awareness. And I'm so happy that a whole month has been dedicated to it because I personally feel that all these years, um, it has not been provided the attention that it deserves, the attention that it needs. Um, as a society, we really focus a lot on um, like physical health uh, and the um, like you know medical uh, physical things. And I feel like mental health is like an afterthought, afterthought, right? And it's just not something that um, has been made equal with. Um, with physical health. And I would love for it to be seen as equal because it's part of our makeup, you know, our our, um, mental health, our brain health. And so um, talking about it this month in these couple of episodes um, has been personally, um, I think for me, it's freeing. And I hope that it's doing the same thing for you who are listening, that um, you would be more free to talk about um, your own um, mental health uh, journey. Now let's get to it. And I want to tell you the three simple actions I'm taking to care for my own mental health. And after episode 57, I started to ask myself, how do I best serve you? How do I follow up my vulnerability in episode 57 and turn it around to benefit you, my lovely listeners? I didn't just want to leave you like as if I dumped on you um, about my stuff, my issues. So I hope these three things will be helpful to you, will be beneficial to you, and provide me with your feedback. Don't be afraid to do that. Um, You can contact me. I like email. You can contact me at grace at organizewithgrace.com. All right, so number one action that I'm doing, actually it's two, but one is um, 
is something that I am uh, continually doing uh, is decluttering. And then um, if needed, then I organize. Um, the main thing is decluttering is just giving myself more space in, in my physical surrounding where I feel comfortable and my environment doesn't have to be a source of stress. It doesn't have to be a um, something that gives me ongoing stress. And so I really try to continually declutter and remove the things that I no longer use, love, um, or consider as valuable. I listened to a book um, maybe a year ago, and I listened to it twice because it's such a good book called Outer Order, Inner Calm, Declutter and Organize to Make Room for Happiness by Gretchen Rubin. And the title pretty much speaks for itself as far as the content. So what I'm going to leave you with um, regarding this book is one, my, my takeaway was it was just the way she put it, the way she put um, decluttering and organizing was really um, filled with a lot of grace and encouragement. Um, so let's go in and I'm going to go in and provide you a, a couple of quotes from that book. She said, rather than striving for a particular level of possessions, minimal or otherwise, it's helpful to think about getting rid of what's superfluous. Even people who prefer to own many possessions enjoy their surroundings more when they've purged everything that's not needed, used, or loved. So if you're just at the beginning of your decluttering journey, um, those are good guidelines as to how to purge your things. Um, so anything that is not needed, anything that is not used by you on a regular basis or loved, um, those may qualify as superfluous items. And number two, when I have a lot of things on my mind, I write them down. I don't allow it to live in my head. Um, I don't allow as much as possible. I, I mean, I, I don't, I do try my best to be consistent with this. And that is when something pops up, um, I pull up either a physical notebook or I get on my phone. I love using OneNote. Um, and I just simply um, list the things that are on my mind, um, whether that be a to-do list or, you know, something that I have been um, thinking about or wanting to talk about with my husband. Um, I just simply get it out of my head so that it doesn't create like a loop. And I think about it like over and over again. Um, what stops me from thinking about the same thing over and over again is I simply write them down. If you're on Facebook, you ever notice that um, before the post or before you can, that area where you are going to um, fill in your post, it says like what's on your mind. Um, and 
that is by design, um, how they put it there, because it does, how you answer that question says a lot about who you are and how you feel about yourself. So this was based on a study. I found an article um, that says like, while a single status update won't reveal a person's personality, certain patterns are likely to emerge. These patterns reveal your main objective in using Facebook. Whether you're looking to gain attention, feel loved, stay informed, express your opinions, or communicate with people you don't often see, your personality type becomes clear to the trained eye. Now this question, I use it for my own advantage by answering it for myself. What's on my mind? And take um and instead of actually putting it out on Facebook, I answer it for myself. I write it down in my journal and I allow myself time to process what's actually on my mind. And that time can be like five minutes. Other times it's 10. Um, It really varies. But the main point is that I give myself time to think. I give myself time to process and write it down or type it out. And it really, really helps. Um, I counted how many journals I've had throughout the years and oh my goodness, it is a lot, a lot. And I'm glad because I really believe that it had been my like therapy all these years. It had helped me to, like I said, process the things that are on my mind. I have a lot on my mind and I shared this in the challenge that I did a couple of weeks ago that um, according to some research that on average, we have 6,200 thoughts per day. Now, don't ask me how they measured this, but I think for me, the point is we have a whole lot of thoughts. We think a lot. And there are times that we, and I include myself, allow ourselves to get caught up in the thoughts instead of us catching that thought. And we do have the ability and power to do that. We have power over our thoughts, I believe. So that's number two. I allow myself to answer even if it's hard, what's on my mind. And then number three, I have been leaning on others. And that includes my husband, trusted friends, and seeking out counseling and sound advice so that I have people that care for me, that are outside of myself, outside of my mind, who can help me. I don't have to feel like I am going through this alone because I'm not. I have um, people around me. And now, you know, we all have different, um, different levels of support. I get that. And I believe that it's up to us to seek it out, whether, you know, it's a, it's a friend or a loved one or, um, or professional, counseling or therapy or coaching, um, we 
these are things that are available to us. Um, There are people that um, genuinely care about us. And if you're feeling like I have no one, uh, yeah, you got me right here. And just because I have, you know, my own mental health struggles doesn't mean that um, I cannot be available to be of help. And this is episodes like this one. I hope that you do feel my heart, um, that I am here for you. I am here for, to, to help you. And I'm here for us to help one another along in this life. So those are the three things that I am continually doing And you might think, well, lucky for you, you have time to do all of that. You no longer have your full-time 40-hour-a-week job. And while that's true, um, allow yourself to be human. (laughs) Allow yourself to be human, right? And yes, you're right. Um, I may have now more time than I used to have. I may have more time to do these things than, than you do because you may be working um, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. Um, yet I still do. I still encourage you um, in a way that you are able to, um, to try these, to um, do a little bit here and there of decluttering um, an area that's been bothering you. Give yourself a timer, um, you know, to do it each day or each week. That's okay. You know, there's no like perfect way. There's no perfect um, time to to get decluttering and organizing done. And then for number two, um, even if you have like a, you know, notebook at home that you can just simply use as to help you jot down the things that are on your mind. Um, It'll take five minutes to do that. Um, I mean, next steps for what's on your mind could be, I mean, it could be a to-do list and you'll have to put it on your calendar. But the main objective is at least that it is out of your mind. Um, It's not... um, bugging you or it's not um, rolling around in in your mind over and over again. And then number three is leaning on others Um, because you're human. You're human. Like I said, you're human after all, and it's okay. You don't have to have it all together all the time. And I don't have to have it all together all the time. Give yourself time. Ah, there it is. That's another thing that many of us don't have enough of, right? And money too, perhaps. But time and money, um, is that really true? I mean, could that be another mindset um, block that we have that we feel like we don't have enough time or we don't have enough money? Well, I'm going to go off to a whole nother tangent if I try to... um, if I try to explore those two, but those are two biggies. I might even need a whole month to talk about time and money (laughs) or one month each. I don't know. But let me know if this was helpful and I'd love to have this conversation with you about what do you do? What do you do to take care of your mental health? Or if you haven't 
focused on your mental health, um, maybe now is the time. And real quick, let me let me provide you with a couple of um, with some clarifying things about mental health versus mental illness. Now, they are not the same. Now, I'm taking this from a um, from a website by uh, of mcleanhospital.org. They have an article, and I'll link this as well in the show notes. Um, the difference between mental health. And the title is, yes, there is a big difference between mental health and mental illness. Because the two are used interchangeably, warning signs are often overlooked. And then um, let me just read the difference for you really quick. Now, according to Centers for Disease Control, mental illness refers to conditions that affect a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. These can include but aren't limited to depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, or schizophrenia. Mental health reflects our mental, psychological, and social well-being, affecting how we think, feel, and act. Mental health has a strong impact on the way we interact with others, handle problems, and make decisions. And then further down in the article, the um, a, a doctor, Christopher M. Palmer, um, explained that it's not all or nothing. The term mental health implies the absence of illness or disorder. But there are a lot of ways people can be mentally healthy or ill, just like there are many ways to be physically healthy or unwell. Both mental health and mental illness are states of being that are on the spectrum, that are on a spectrum. Now, if you want to read this article further, like I said, I'll link that for you um, just for more education on what mental health versus mental illness um, is. Well, thank you so much for staying through to the end of this episode. I hope that it was helpful. Let me know. I always love um, feedback from you. And I thank you so much once again for listening. So far, I don't check the stats a whole lot, but so far this podcast has had for the past um, three, almost, gosh, four years, has had over almost 14,000 downloads. Um, it's like 13,700 downloads now. I, I haven't heard from too many of you, and I would love to hear from you and where you are from. Um, let me read off uh, the countries that are represented as far as downloads really quick. So where I see downloads from is um, the USA. Thank you very much to my fellow Americans. And then um, the UK. Thank you for listening. Canada. Those of you from Australia, from Spain, Ireland, Mexico, Japan, Costa Rica, Switzerland, 
Norway, Serbia, Germany, Denmark, France, India, Lithuania, New Zealand, and my home country, Philippines. So those of you who are from there, please get in touch. I would love to hear from you personally. I only get to see numbers, of course. I don't get to see individual people that are listening, but I only get to see the downloads and where it's coming from. And I do want to tell you how much I appreciate you listening and taking the time. I know your time is precious and I really value your time. So thank you. Thank you so much again. I'm so grateful. And until the next episode, we have one coming up um, next week. Uh, I interviewed a um, a friend, a new friend of mine, uh, a fellow organizer who will talk to us about grief organizing. Sounds interesting, right? So, so I'm looking forward to bringing that conversation to you next week. Until then, have a great day. Hey, real quick, if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to thank me is by leaving an iTunes review. If you're listening to me right now on your iPhone, simply scroll down, click write a review within the podcast, and voila, you'll get a chance to click five stars and type in how the podcast has helped you. You can also access iTunes on your computer if you're not an iPhone user by downloading the iTunes app. Also, I offer virtual organizing, and that means we get to hop on Zoom together wherever you are, and I can help you organize your space for a fraction of a price that you would spend hiring an in-person organizer. Contact me by email, hello at organizewithgrace.com, so you and I can get started. I offer a free 15-minute assessment to see if we're a good match to work together. So get on it, girl! Stop being stuck on your organizing journey. I'll help you walk forward so you can finish that organizing project that you've been procrastinating on. No judgment here. Done it myself. But you know what I'm talking about, girl. All right. Can't wait to talk to you. Bye.